Hi yogis, Maria here. We're moving on to the third niyama. And the third, third niyama is called tapas. And tapas is often translated as heat, discipline, um, and it's the concerted effort not to fall into lethargy or procrastination. Um, we often talk in yoga about, you know, trying to practice being and not only doing, but this is really the doing part. Um, this is the sort of stop dreaming and start doing part where there is progress that can only be achieved if we're willing to put in the work, if we're willing to do the work day after day after day. And Patanjali talks about that in the Yoga Sutras, that with consistent effort, results will be obtained. And um, if you've had uh, consistent asana, uh, yoga pose practice, you will know that that's true, that wherever you start it, it's not where you're at if you have put in the time and the effort and the discipline to have a consistent practice. And of course, that's true for anything. So anything that we want to turn around and change will require some will. Um, so this is where we really engage that part of our being that has to do with our will. And if you locate the feeling of will in the body, you might get into the solar plexus, the hara chakra and the color yellow, which is sort of the seat of the ego. And by ego, I don't mean a bad part of us, but the part of us that is, is willing to stand up and stand strong and take action and, um, you know, be seen and heard in what we're doing potentially. So where is it that your life might suffer from lack of tapas, from lack of heat, from, from lack of taking consistent action? What part of your life feels like, you know, something that starts and stops and starts and stops and never really uh, gets momentum? Um, and start noticing what happens. What happens when you know you should be doing this thing that you have you know decided to do for yourself what happens when you stop what gets in the way what are the excuses that come up uh, for example I teach meditation and that seems to be really one of the hardest yogic practices for most people most people would rather stand on their head for 10 minutes than uh, you know do meditation for 10 minutes because we do sink into the deep inner places that are in need of healing and, and most of us really want to run away from those places so what are the excuses that come up why couldn't you sit for 10 minutes every day for a week, for example? And in, in, in so many of the classes I have taught, the excuses are endless. And they're actually funny because they sound so genuine. I had no time. My kid was sick. I had too much work. The laundry was piling up. Um, it was too cold in my meditation room. I couldn't find my meditation cushion. The dog ate it or something. Um, and we, we will find that we can set... Um, an intention for something we want to change and do differently. And there is almost as though we we create a certain vibration around us and certain things become easy. We have talked about samskaras and samskaras are not only negative, they can also be positive samskaras that cause us to, you know, say do get up in the morning every day and, and meditate for a certain amount of time or 
or consistently, you know, eat pretty healthy, um, things like that. So that would also be a samskara because it's become a habit. So someone uh, for whom meditation has been part of their daily life for 20 years, it's not going to be that hard for them to sit down. But if you're new to something, it is hard to create a new habit. I read once that it can take six weeks to implement a new habit. So you're just having to push through this inner resistance for a certain amount of time until it becomes easy. When I first started running, I never thought I would become a runner. And it was just not, you know, something I was interested in. I even had an Ayurvedic doctor tell me that, oh, you're vata and, and running is not what you should be doing. But the truth is, in the winter in the Midwest, where I live, you have to move your body every day and not just in the yoga poses, but really get your heart rate up to some extent. So once I decided that running really was incredibly helpful to my mood and my physical well-being, it took a while before it became something I look forward to and I, I really wanted to do. For a while, it was like, you know, kicking a donkey up a mountain or something. I didn't want to do it. So I encourage you to spend some time um, looking at yourself with compassion and, and, and just the same way you would treat a really beloved child that wanted to learn something. Um, you might let, let them off the hook every once in a while. Okay, you don't have to go to practice today, but if you never go to practice, you're just not going to learn whatever sport or discipline or musical instrument you really do want to learn so um, keep a little bit of a a journal around this set some clear intentions there's something about a declaration of intention um, whether that's one of the yogic practices um, or whether it's something uh, beyond that that you really want to do I want to shovel my walk before anybody starts walking in the morning um, anything that you decide <clears throat> this is who I want to be this is something I want to train my own kind of lazy inner donkey and I don't know what donkeys did to deserve that but um, just that that stubborn mule like quality that we all have within us to not do what we know needs to be done um, there is a gentleman named Stephen Pressfield who wrote a book called The War of Art, and he speaks specifically about the resistance we have to push through um, as writers, for example, um, that, that thick cloud of sticky resistance that we just we can barely get to sit down in that chair and start writing. But once we do sit there, we actually can write. We actually love to write. So what is that resistance to getting to that point where we actually sit down and he just describes it so eloquently in this book but I think that applies really anywhere where there's growth that spirit wants us to move toward but ego wants the status quo there, there's something very stagnant and stifling about the ego energy of not wanting something to shift just staying in the comfort zone but we all know as yogis, if we've studied for any amount of time, that no growth, no true evolution can happen without pushing through resistance and, and going into that discomfort and stretching, right? So we each have to determine how much discomfort is enough. And do I get a day off from the discomfort? I would say yes, a day a week, a day of rest.
that's perfectly reasonable. But if it becomes a week of rest or a month of rest or years of never pushing through the discomfort into that next level of discipline and will and getting things done that you intend to do, um, we're starting to waste time in a big way. And there's often a depression quality that starts to set in because it's as though spirit can't move through the density that we're putting up like we're, we're kind of blocking spirit from um, playing through us when I was a kid I played the recorder and it's a it's a wooden flute essentially and after you would played it for a while it would get really um, moist you know, sort of moisture would build up inside of it and it wouldn't play well and then you had to kind of um, blow through it just to get some of that moisture out and and then it could play again so you can think of that moisture thickness as the the laziness that has to be moved which in my own life does translate into I gotta move the fluids in my body I got to move the energy there really is no um, substitute for getting out uh, and either running or going for a brisk walk every day the human body was really designed for that and um, missing one day is okay you know if there's an, an issue but much more than that your, your body will suffer so that's what it is for me um, and there are other areas but I invite you to really find out where are you resistant stagnant a little stubborn um, and scared of course this is also about cutting through fear because anytime we're asked to stretch and grow in a certain area, we, we're a little scared. Can I do it? You know, I know what this is, but I don't know what that's going to be. And, and we'll have to meet that and be with that and have some compassion uh, from that. But separate out enough from it that we can observe it and witness it and not have it run the show. So have fun. Bye.